Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today we have this, the psychic medium, Donna Boyle, a direct messenger for spirit. She is also an author, a shaman, a Reiki healer, among many things. Thank you so much for being with us. Good morning. Good to see you and meet you both. Yes. So you're an East Coaster. Yeah. So many amazing people. (laughs) Yeah. I was born and raised in Connecticut and I traveled back here after 40 years being away. Wow. 40 years. Where were you? Oh, Florida, California, Seattle, Vermont, Massachusetts. You sound like me. (laughs) Yeah. I was a traveler. But then, you know, when I started this mediumship journey, I started connecting with star beings. So when I came back here, I started hearing and seeing more things. And I found out that in 1969, there was an event about 40 minutes north, directly north of me. And I dived deep right into it. And I realized that it was the same night that I was a child in 1969 that I saw and my brother and one of my sisters, a craft that hovered over our house. Wait, hold on. This is awesome. Right right up me and Shanna's alley. Right. (laughs) And I don't share this a lot on podcasts. This is not my go-to, but it's coming on my own podcast because I, I am a medium for the star beings. I deal with them also. To me, everybody's a soul. I didn't ask for confirmation, but I was posting on one of my Instagram, a photo of a ship as it crossed in front of me in a field up here. And you could tell it was a ship. You could tell it was something from another dimension. And when I went to post it, it said on the bottom, 1969, that was the day I was posting it. And I took a screenshot because that's who we are these days because it immediately disappeared. And that was my confirmation that 1969, that I was seeing the craft that those people saw north of me. No way. Okay, so so to clarify, when you were posting the picture, it said 1969 on it. Yeah, no, and you then- know how you post something and then it'll you can look at the info or something and yeah. it'll tell you where you are in the date and it's yeah. 1969. Okay, wow. how how old were you in 1969? I was eight. Oh my God. So t- this this was a massive Yeah, it it is, I can't remember the name of the city. You could Google it right north of here where this guy, Tom, what the heck's his last name? But they dedicated this park. It's called the UFO Park. And it became one of the only confirmed sightings from this town of UFOs. Like a blue book kind of like confirmation. Yes. And they put up a plaque. They have, he has his own plaque there and he's talked on many other uh, programs. Thomas Reed. Yes. Tom Reed Park. That's what it's called. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my God. So I go there. Of course I go there. And I went with my brother who was also in the front yard that saw that ship that day. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it, but okay, let's go (laughs) to that part. And I went before him by myself and I saw an orb for the first time 
with my naked eye. I've always seen them through video and I'm yeah. pictures. Yeah. But this was the first time my naked eye couldn't get my camera out fast enough. And I watched it just cross in front of me. And I'm watching it going, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. That was my first time ever in that same spot where he was abducted. This is hilarious because the other day I texted Shanna and I said, you know, I feel like our guests are, I love, I, I love our guests, but I feel like they're getting repetitive in topics. And so I was like, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say bored, but I'm like, I feel like we need to like, we, you know, we're 200 episodes in, you'll get it because you're a podcaster. And I was like, come on, give me some good stuff. And then look, here you are. <laughs> Just relit my flame. <laughs> oh, yay. You know what? And our podcast is like, it's an entity of itself. Okay. And every time Mandy and I are ever needing anything, it is provided through our podcast. It's so amazing. And it's so crazy, the layers of the podcast, because of course, it's healing me. It heals Mandy and our guest, And then also it ripples out into the world. Exactly. And one of the things that has come up recently, and I've had a few Akashic greetings, is I've been trying to figure out my own cosmology. And in my Akashic readings, I'm always told that I have this angelic galactic cosmology. So um, I was wondering if maybe you could tap into that since you do, you know, communicate with them. So I would love to offer you guys, I usually ask this, I apologize, I did not. I would offer you a free reading to both of you. I think this is a great opportunity to put that UFO out there because of everything that's happening right now with, there's just so many lies, there's not lies, but let's just give you the information we want to give you. I've just noticed myself, I've had so many huge experiences just since I moved back to Connecticut. But prior to that, I've channeled many star beings, many, many. And I've seen them in meditations and I've seen them. So to me, again, they're all spirit. If we think that this earth, it's only been human. That's just denial. Yeah. This one time it was so strange. And I know I can tell you this because I've read all of your stuff. I want to tell everyone this. We were on an interview with this girl. She has a lineage of Mayan ancestors and I swear, the first half of the podcast, it was great. It was wonderful. But then we start talking about our ancestors. And I shit you not, this girl began to change. And I could not even talk anymore. I sat and I drew her. And because I was like, I can't believe this. And I sat here and tried to wait for her to change back. And she never did. And the entire podcast, I'm sitting here like drawing her and and going, "Uh uh-huh. Oh yeah. uh I'm not even listening. Right. (laughs) It was so wild. I mean, I've never had that happen where someone actually shifted and I was seeing it. Mandy didn't see it. And what was real funny, after the interview, Mandy called and she was, wow, that, that was incredible. I said, oh yeah, it was. I said, did you see she morphed into like this alien looking grandma? And she was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Kudos to your vibration that picked that up. Oh, yeah. It was so cool. I, I mean, I, what I drew was kind of amazing because it looked kind of almost like an old lady, but yet had like this resemblance of almost like a gray, like a little gray alien of some sort. 
Yeah. It was very interesting. Yeah. That's never happened since. And, you know, did you share that with her? No, I didn't want to. (laughs) I think that would be something you could do. Yeah. I'm I'm sure she's been told that before. I've been told that before. So I'm sure she's been told that before. I did think about it. And then I was like, well, I don't want to insult her or anything, especially by showing her my, my artwork. (laughs) Well, you could ask it like the way that you do, I'm sure. So consciously. Right. Yeah. I use my discernment, which, which is kind of what I, why I decided I was just so shocked. Um, Like (laughs) I was always to see my picture then. (laughs) Please feel free to show me. (laughs) Ancestry has been such a big part of my journey. I've been working with ancestry so much that even when I'm doing like healing sessions, ancestors often come through. Yeah. Beautiful, right? Yeah. This earth has always been here. I channeled an entity called the eye of the earth for two years at the Omega Institute. Are you familiar with the Omega Institute? Yeah. I worked for for two seasons and this entity literally dragged me up to where he was, she was, it was. And it turned out to be the eye of the earth. And it was the entity that was inside the earth, but the earth was created around this entity. And at this time, this entity was now released. So it was for these two years that I channeled what the message was. And again, like you said, it was so much for me. And at the same time, the vibration for everyone. Because Mm -hmm. I always felt that I was just this little cog in this huge wheel. Mm -hmm. And how can I get the message out? Even the instances that I've seen here, um, Tom DeLong, you're familiar with Tom DeLong and his star. Mm -hmm. I watched his video and on his video, there's one scene where the drone is flying above the Florida road that they're traveling on. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching it on my computer and all of a sudden this huge hawk and birds are synonymous with ETs, crafts, star beings. So this huge bird flies right into the drone and this huge bird comes onto my screen and I have to go like this, whoa, what was that? And I'm like, why would they keep that in their video? And I go to rewind it, to look at it again. And guess what? What? It's not there. The other day, because I'm always looking up, always looking up. There was these hawks that were kind of acting. They were like playful. I'm I'm videotaping them, right? And I don't notice it till the next day. I actually caught a spirit hawk. I mean, uh, it's got the wings. It actually dives. It's 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 incredible. It's oh, undeniable. You know what? That's interesting about the birds. I never knew that. Like Shanna knows that I have a deep love for birds since I was a little girl. I go outside and I try to talk to them and like whistle at them. And I mean, I love birds. Shanna always always has these hawks flying over her house, but we also think she lives in like a portal. <laughs> What about the black owl? Okay. I had this black owl sitting on nothing. That was the crazy. I have a picture of it. It's literally as stoic as it could be at the top of the highest tree in my neighborhood, my backyard. And I'm never scared of the owls. I see them all the time. You hear me and I have a video of it and I'm calling my dog. I'm like, hurry, rascal, come. (laughs) I knew talking about discernment. I knew 
I something did not feel right. It was dark. And I went inside right away. I never had that experience feeling like that about any of the birds, but that was creepy. So the mm. UFOs, UAPs is what I like to call them now, un- unidentified aerial phenomena. They will come through as birds. That's the mm-hmm. deal. Do you think the space junk, which for some reason really affects me, like when I heard about how much space junk we have floating around in space, I was pissed. I'm still pissed. I'm like, so here we're, we are polluting Earth and now we're polluting space. The eye of the Earth helped me with this. Those two years helped me with this. The Earth has been here, is here for us. It's here for us to learn. It's here for us to do our work for mm-hmm. evolving our souls. But the Earth was created for that. So whatever mm-hmm. we do to it is just part of our lesson. So your message, Mandy, is how do I let go of that? Knowing that that's not my lesson. My lesson is how I'm reacting to what other people are doing. I very selfishly feel relieved by that comment because I have so much pain around how we treat Mother Earth. About a year ago, and I shared this on a podcast, I had a dream similar to what you were taught through the eye of Earth, that there was something in the middle of Earth and that there were these almost like veins to us and we were able to give her our pain and she would take it and just give it to her and she would take care of it. So it's interesting that you call it the eye of earth because I didn't know what to call it, but I just, I had this vision and this like download that there's something in the middle of earth, like a heart or an eye. And that's where we can give everything hurtful to. Do you remember that Shanna? Yeah, that's exactly what, the eye of the earth was there for and during those two years it said it's time to release it so Mm. I don't transmute anything anymore I don't put that back into the earth anymore because the eye of the earth is gone it's it's spread its wings and gone now so we so that made us now more available to our own stuff our own evolution as souls. Cause you know, the last, however, four or five, 10 years, this is the trajectory that we're on. And lately this whole shift of consciousness, this whole sixth, seventh and above, this is the road we're on now. This is what we're meant to do. At that time at Omega, the second year there, and I'm seeing the eye, an actual eye with wings. That's what I'm seeing. One day, I'm not feeling so great. So I'm going to sit there's chanting going on in the main hall. And I go to sit on the steps of the main hall. And I've never sat there before, never in my two years. And there's slate, a slate walkway, where normally slate is just a mismatched bunch of slate rocks. Yeah. In the main walkway, I have a picture, in the main walkway, there is an eye shape with wings. <laughs> I feel like I've seen that before. Someone knew something when this, this place has been in existence for 40 years. I don't know when the main hall was at, but I tried to get a hold of the CEO. You did? And, yeah. And say, here, this, 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 and this. And I also heard from the eye that that place would be closing. And what mm. happened in 2020? Oh, it did? It closed, it closed in 2020? I didn't know. It closed for the season because of COVID. Oh my goodness. I didn't know why it would close. I said to whoever said that to me, how can you say that? This place has been here for 40 years. 
But that guy, oh never, God, is, he never so reached back to me. He never reached back to me. So here's what we're up against now with all of the things that we know. Tom DeLong never reached back to me after I said about the hawk coming into my site. He never contacted me back. Now, I don't know if they're that busy. They have that many emails, but I'm like, that was a cool story. Yeah. Where did that yeah. hawk come from and why? Right. So I think this is what we're all up against when we start going up against mainstream. Yeah. But do you still know what you know? It's hard. Here's the thing. Like I, I know what I know, but then sometimes I don't want to know what I know. <laughs> yep. Yep. The, and maybe it always goes back to that self-trust or not wanting to be different or feeling too out of the box or, you know, being pulled back into the conditions. Yeah. My favorite phrase is leave no room for doubt. And when you let go of all of what you just said, I'm like, huh, yeah, I really am all of this. And I really am seeing what I'm seeing and knowing what I'm knowing with my own podcast. It hasn't been out. It's been out less than a month and we've already changed the trajectory of it already. My producer and I, she's like, we're going there now. I said, we have to go there now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just trust. Even if you have to start all over. I love that. Yeah. Good. So I want to ask when you had that experience, when you were young, you saw through your eyes but did anything shift in you, like in your soul, like your feelings? Like, did you feel different? Did you feel like, how was that experience? I have a childhood that I don't remember. Oh, that is the one instance that I remember without having to see a picture of it first. Mm. I grew up with seven brothers and sisters. So you can imagine how stuff gets lost. <sighs> I yeah, that stresses me out. <laughs> <laughs> I have one brother left and it's already stressful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw an imaginary friend. I had an imaginary friend. Yeah. And I didn't remember this till I became a medium. And that imaginary friend was actually a spirit. And my mother and grandmother, I heard this from my sister. My mother and grandmother told me, just ignore it and it'll go away. Mm. And it did, because I forced it down. I said, nobody wants to hear you, sorry. <sighs> mm -hmm. and, nothing, and then I went on with my life. So in answer to your question, Mandy, I, nothing changed. The only thing, it must have sparked something as far as an excitement, like knowing now at age 60, I must have needed to see that at that mm. time to tell this story, to come back here to this town where I would, never would have thought I would ever come back to. And now all of the house that I'm in, I have a spirit guide named JFK mm -hmm. and Abraham Lincoln. They both sent me signs. One day I got a penny that appeared in the driveway. An apport, you're familiar with the term apport? Mm -mm. Where an, a physical object appears from the non-physical world to the physical world. Okay. So there's a penny. I said, oh, that's cool, Mr. Lincoln. Thank you. And the next day I go downstairs into the basement and I've been here now six or seven months, my brother's house. And I turn for the first time to look at this table that has all his tools on it. And there's a newspaper 
an old newspaper. This is mm -hmm. the day after Lincoln appeared with a penny. And I look at that newspaper and I'm like, huh, and immediately think of JFK. I immediately think of John. I call him John. And I go over to the table and I clear away the tools carefully. And sure enough, it says 1963. Mm -hmm. with a date. And I'm like, how could that be possible in this rinky-dink town where yeah. No way. Why would John F. Kennedy, the president, be on our newspaper? Guess what? There he was on the front page of this newspaper sitting in this area. So I immediately call my brother. Hey, did you know about this newspaper? He goes, yeah, you know, it, it was in the house somewhere else. I don't know where. And then I put it down. He only bought the house six years prior. That newspaper was the only thing that survived 60 years ago. Whoa. So that I could find it. So that my brother could save it. So what I'm saying here is everything is playing out. You have to stay on that vibration to see it, feel it, sense it. Like Shannon, you were just saying about the picture you drew. You have to stay in that knowing vibration. I cried. I cried and I went, holy <laughs> crap. Yeah. Okay. So I have a question for you. I've been struggling with that because I'm trying to like get out of that vibration because I felt like it was taking me away from being earthly enough to be there for my family. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely does. So what, how do you find ask, that balance? I'll ask you this question. What makes you think that you can't be all? You can't be grounded. You can't be of this realm and of that realm all in one time. You see, this is the new paradigm. So the old thoughts from the old paradigm are shifting. Mm -hmm. So you, that statement is more old paradigm. I need to bring in my total consciousness of everything I know from my soul, which has been revolving around me for my whole life because time isn't linear. My past lives, my future, and my present are all here with me now, and everybody is still alive. So I use that to become multidimensional, mm. which is, Mandy, what is what you want? You want to be multidimensional yeah. when speaking yeah. with your family. Why should you not take it into every aspect of your life? You know, because sometimes it feels unrelatable. It makes you feel like I'm so much up here that like I need to bring myself down and like they don't understand. Does that make sense? So are you telling me that you talk to them about what you All want them to believe? It's not that I want them to, but I, sh I openly share. And then okay. some. Yeah, we don't share. <laughs> <laughs> I have seven brothers and sisters. I speak to. One who's my producer, she knows everything about me. My mother died a couple of years ago, so I don't speak to her anymore. <clears throat> I have a good friend. I have a sister who knows, but I don't talk to her about all of those things, only if she brings it up. My brother here is Baptist. He, he loves me implicitly, unconditionally, but he doesn't want to talk about it every day. But yeah. he knows what I do. He trusts what I do, and he trusts my feelings. But oh. no, I don't talk about it with my yeah. family me neither. I just but, I feel like sometimes you know when you're in this other it don't it almost feels like another dimension it is you, yeah it is a different dimension. I, 
I have to literally like reset myself and drop myself back down in order to be a mom or be a wife or be a daughter. Yeah. It's hard. And it's it's sometimes exhausting. Don't do that anymore. Don't do that anymore. It is exhausting. So screw fourth dimension, shift up to fifth and into sixth. In fifth dimension, you carry that love vibration with you. And every part of you is a love vibration. But what the new paradigm is asking you to do is not go back or even help those from third and fourth. Mm, What they need to see is you evolving because in the new paradigm, it's about vibration and not what you bring to to the table with your words. Mm. It's about vibration. Vibration. Oh my God. This, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fifth and sixth dimension, fifth dimension, you recognize love is everywhere and you don't have to analyze everything that you're doing and say, Oh crap, there that is again. Oh, why do I have to, do I have to bring that? This, oh, there that is again. No, that doesn't even exist anymore because yeah. your vibration is now one of only love. There's only one vibration available. We were born with it. We mm-hmm. forgot it, but now mm-hmm. we're back with it. Yeah. Well, and I would also say, you know, energy attracts energy. So if you're, you know, hanging out in that lower vibration, that's the same energy that's going to surround you. That would scare me to death. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like the lower vibration is less stressful. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you because I was there also. Yeah. And then eventually one day I just said, screw it. Because yeah. I started seeing the change in me. Yeah. And I stayed in that love vibration. So Donna, with, I, I literally have been so checked out because I'm so busy lately for the last month, but I did hear about the horrible tragedy that happened in Texas with 19 elementary kids being killed. How does someone stay in this love vibration when looking at something like that. I mean, because I did, I haven't researched it. I don't want to know about it, but my heart hurt all night. Yeah, it, it is definitely a, I'm not saying that there isn't duality. There's good, there's bad, there's right. And there's wrong, but we've labeled everything as good, bad, right, wrong. Mm-hmm. That's the challenge. That's I'll call it old paradigm. That's definitely a hurtful situation. It's horrible, horrendous, but it's not good, bad, right, or wrong. It's Mm -hmm. part of the evolving souls that we are using planet earth as their lessons. Okay. I'm not involved in that. I saw it because I don't watch the news. And so I immediately sent my love vibration there. I sent my love vibration there because love is one thing that I can do. Prayer is sending love, but I can't heal those people. It's not my journey. It's their journey. I like to thank those people for whatever they chose in this lifetime to experience that helps us all evolve. 
then I'm thankful that it wasn't my daughter. You know, I'm thankful for that because I don't know what I'd do. But again, that's where I put more love. And you really can't put more love. Love is love is love is love. It's not less. It's not more. It's love. So find that love in your heart. Yeah. I thought my little girl was about to go to school and, and I just was like, you know what, I'm going to be very present with her. Cause you never know, you know, today is just not guaranteed just right now is. And that's just how I felt just to make sure that she knew how much I loved her before she went to school. I say it to my daughter all the time. She's 31 now. She was, <laughs> she was 10. She was 10 when nine 11 happened and we were in Vermont. I just watched the 9-11 video this morning and I knew I was going to be talking about it today. And we all, all the moms went to the school, right? Small town Vermont, all the moms went to the school and all the moms are telling their kids, it's okay, you're safe, you're safe, you're safe. Mm -hmm. I said to my daughter, she was 10, honey, I can't always keep you safe because you're not in my realm all the time. All we can do is give you the lessons and the guidance of what to do if something happens. And guess where she's living right now? <laughs> New York City. <laughs> she's in New York City. I just want to give her, like you said, Janet, all the love I can. Well, and as someone who's had two near-death experiences, that's a word that we that we've also messed up. I'm I'm big on words because death is safer than ever. <laughs> That's the most safe I ever felt. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But, but you we can feel that here. I feel yeah. that without having, I've had many out of bodies and altered states mm -hmm. and the enjoyment, the love I feel all the time now is exactly what I felt during those out of body moments. Yeah. Eventually it just, balances, what they say about the fourth and fifth dimension. So someone asked me once, if you live in fifth or sixth dimension, does that mean third and fourth don't exist anymore for you? Or are they going to disappear? And spirit gave me a beautiful message and saw it in my head. Here's fifth and sixth. I've just got my hands above one another for people that aren't seeing this. And they expand so much. This is why I ask you, Mandy, not to hold yourself in third because we need you in fifth and sixth. And as we expand fifth and sixth, it envelops third and fourth. And vibrationally, everybody eventually feels the oneness, I call it the oneness, feels that. Because mm -hmm. this conversation we're having right now, before anybody even hears it, it is vibrationally being put out there. And people are waking up tomorrow morning and before even hearing this, they're going to wake up and go, wow, I feel really good. And I don't know why they don't have to know why they just carry that sense with them because of the work we're doing right now, right now. You know, speaking of senses, seems like you have all of your clairs in your intro of your podcast. You talk about smelling and hearing and sounds like you're using all of your tools. I never used the words, Claire, whatever. I never <laughs> used them because I could never figure out what they all meant. I'm not even bothering. When I became a yoga teacher, they kept using all these Sanskrit terms. And I'm like, I can't use those. Yeah. 
It's ridiculous. <laughs> Nobody's understanding what I'm saying. I'm not going to use those words. Yeah, and I can't pronounce them either. So right. I'm right there with you. <laughs> Give me a good Shavasana and that's it. I'm taking that. Me too. It. That's it. <laughs> so if I feel the same way about being a medium in the new paradigm, there even the word medium doesn't exist. So I kept saying to, to my spirit guys, I kept saying, I don't want to call myself a medium. I want to use a different name. And years would go by. And I'm like, I still haven't gotten a diff- gotten the name I want. And I'm looking one day on my floor doing yoga. I'm looking at my direct messages, messages in Instagram. And I heard spirit say, that's what you are. And I said, what? And I said, you are a direct messenger for spirit. Mm-hmm. So yes, every couple of months, something new will come in. I'm like, oh, apparently I can do that now. And that's what I yeah. say. That's funny because that's the same. I got you're a messenger. That's it. I was I was sitting and I lived in Seattle and I was at Snoqualmie Falls. I know I where that the, is. Yeah, and I pulled my car off the road and I said, I just, you know, what what is what is my purpose? What is my purpose? And as loud as can be, you're a messenger. And I was like, Well, that doesn't pay shit. <laughs> <laughs> I need a job. I need a job. And then I thought, whoa, wait a minute. That is so beautiful. And I felt like just at peace with it. When was your first experience with that? I just want to say to you, can you imagine being a vibrational messenger? Mm. No, that doesn't pay anything except love in your heart. Yeah. All right. So say your question again. (laughs) Whoa. Um, what, what was your first experience with mediumship? Even though that, I, I don't like that word either. What was your first experience with, you know, being a messenger or being a I, messenger, receiving, receiving. Yeah. Yeah. So I told you, I saw spirit as a child, but I didn't remember that until after I'd become a medium through some meditation and some confirmation from my sisters. Thank God I had sisters that remember everything. I was I had gone to a bunch of events with a medium called Reverend Hoyt Robinette, and he does spirit card drawings where he puts a basket. I play with this also. He puts a basket with a bunch of uh, colored pens, pencils, markers, and some blank three by five white cards. Are you guys ready for this? Yes. Yeah. And he has about 20 people in front of him and I'm invited to this event and I'm, I'm spiritual because I have yoga meditation, right? Hey, let's do this. I said to my cousin, let's do this. And then he proceeds to blindfold himself and he's got billets in his hand, little notes that we wrote on our names and the loved ones that we knew in the non-physical world, the loved ones that had passed. And he proceeds to read the room. He pulls out blindfold and he pulls up bullet billet and he starts talking oh I have moose here and then I'll yell that's for me Reverend Hoyt that's my dad oh great I have moose here I have a blue cloud here he's and he proceeds to read me for about three minutes and then after he's done with everybody in the room he unblindfolds himself opens up it's called precipitated art opens up and all the three by five cards have drawings on them on the front and then on the back are the names of our loved ones, our names, our spirit guides. Um, These are a few of mine. So I have a book of these. I've gone to at least 10 of his events. So that's how I started. So now I've got my spirit guides by me. I was like, great, I've got spirit guides now, but I am no way talking to any of them. So my mom and my brother at this time are like talking to me about Abraham Hicks. 
familiar with them. Yes. Definitely was one of my first ones I listened to. There you go. I know nothing about them. They keep saying this to me. I'm like, mom, I really don't have time. I have to find a job. I have no work. I have to find a job. She's like, you really should listen. I'm like, I don't know. So one day I finally sit in my bedroom and I'm watching probably my second Abraham Hicks clip on YouTube. And a spirit appeared right beside me. Older, well-dressed, he's got a suit and a tie, he's got glasses on. And I'm like, huh, just my type, older, unavailable. unavailable. <laughs> so I look at him like nothing, like nothing. I'm like, just thinking he's a human. If I, he looked human to me. If I had touched him, would my hand have gone through? I don't know, but I didn't. But he's right beside me. So I said, hey, hey, who are you? And I look at him and he said, Donna. He knew my name, Donna. Click the link. And he points to my computer screen. And I'm like, yeah, but who are you? Like, why are you, who are you? And he like nods his head and just says, Donna, click the link. So after about three or four times going back and forth, he was pretty insistent. Donna, will you just click the link? <laughs> I click the link and it takes me to a picture of Jerry and Esther Hicks. And it was Jerry Hicks. He had the exact same outfit on, exact same picture of him. And I turned to say to him, hey, it's you. And he was gone. He was gone. Oh, my so I did a deep dive into Jerry Hicks. Yeah. Oh, my God. And my cousin said, it's time for you to see a medium. So I went to see my first medium. I had to wait four months. And in that time, some very interesting things happened with Jerry. But I thought I must be the C word, which I don't like to use. Mm hmm. So I went to see a medium, very well known in that Virginia area. I was in Virginia. And the first thing he said was, there's a Jerry here. Wow. And I, my shoulders dropped. I let out this sigh of relief. And mm. that, was my, that was my first experience. And my mom's like, okay, Donna, well, when you're ready, I've got a bunch of women here in Florida who want to have a reading. <laughs> <laughs> <Mom>? Okay. <laughs> So let me ask you about that sigh of relief. You said your shoulders dropped and you had a sigh of relief. Why? Because I wasn't the C word. Okay. Yes. And I still have many people tell me that I am yeah. the C word. I just posted something on social media yesterday that I talk about this experience of being multidimensional that happened to me in Virginia. And I had people say, oh, that's called dementia. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for caring about my mental That's health. That's hilarious to me. <laughs> but, you but you know, see, it doesn't stop. So, okay, so actually I was just, so I'm making a side podcast right now. And I just talked about this earlier. So when Jesus had shared the Pisces Sophia, it was a secret teaching or whatever, which is why they buried it and didn't like, but it was only meant for people who could receive it. He knew that, that if someone read this, it would be misinterpreted. That's why he taught his disciples this for 11 years after he was resurrected. It was not for everyone because not everybody was evolved enough to understand it. Unfortunately, yep. there's far and few. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I that's just a, something I've accepted. You have to accept that. 
and but it doesn't make it about there's an e word out there that i don't like either it doesn't make it about you it makes it about i've got to receive this so i can vibrationally keep it in my body and my knowing so that i can vibrationally allow it to go out there right and i I think even more importantly that you will come back and be able to remember it yes Yes, those like are the memories. You can't just deny it or push it away because otherwise you're going to be screwed in the next part of your evolution. It's going to take longer. I mean, I'm assuming that's what happened to me and why I'm 46 and just receiving this. <laughs> I think you have to go through what you have to go through so you can teach. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I definitely I would, believe it. Yeah, I went through you know some pretty crappy relationships and I've been, uh, I've been suicidal for most of my life. Uh, the thoughts of that, but- this changed my life. My, yeah. This changed my evolution, my trajectory of where you need to go with your life and how your life is meant to evolve for not just you, but for all the souls that are open to receive that message. I have a, a spirit guide named Rabbi Isak Luria. 1500s, 1400s, he was around. And on his deathbed, he spoke all his teachings and somebody wrote it down. So I said, after a few years of speaking to him in the, non, in the non-physical world, I said, look him up on the internet. I listened to one of his teachings. Another rabbi had presented his teaching. And I said, holy crap, that's exactly what I'm teaching now. I had a friend call me yesterday to tell me that she had been doing some shadow work. She went back to like heal her 16-year-old self through some pretty bad trauma. And she was told that all of her like guides and angels and people and are her, they're just, they're all her. And I don't know why, but that made me so emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I've been, I've received a couple of months ago that everything is about us. Everything is about you. So wh- what are your thoughts on that? Like are, are your guides you? Yeah. Yeah. I had, I mean, we all were incarnated as physical beings. And I had a, I had a friend here once. He was a scientist and he was also into all of this stuff. So he really pushed the norm. He passed away. But he's, one of the first things he said to me was, Donna, you are everything, everyone and everybody from every lifetime, from every incarnation. And I'm like, wow. I felt like you, Andy, when you said that, when you heard that, I'm like, wow, wow, wow. And that changed my life too, for sure. It changed yeah. my life, yeah. for sure. So yes, we have to speak from, like people say to me about Abraham Lincoln, what does Abraham Lincoln have to say about the Civil War? Ask him about the Civil War. And I'm like, we don't talk about that. I speak to the soul who was Abraham Lincoln in this physical world. I speak to JFK, not as who you knew. I speak to him as who I knew when we were in lifetimes together, the souls that we are. I'm still human, they were human. But yes, if you look at it as everybody is you, you're like, I have all the answers then. But it sure is nice to talk to spirit. It sure is nice to be able to go through a reading and and hear from spirit and hear from your loved ones. And again, it's what you said, it's what you're ready for. My new podcast, 
after I heard a couple of the episodes, because my sister, my producer makes me re-listen like 15 million times. I'm like, I don't want to listen again to this podcast. But I listened to it yesterday or the day before I had a massage. And I listened to it for the third time on the way home from my massage. And I went, holy crap. I just heard something that I've never heard. And I realized more and more that spirit runs this show. Mm-hmm. Although we are everybody, my, my father likened it in the non-physical world as a baseball game because we're big sports fanatics. You are the pitcher, you are the catcher. You are first base, second base, third base. You are the hitter. And you are also everyone in the stands. Wouldn't you love to have that cheering for you in every moment? Cheer yourself on. Do you need it from other people or do you need it from you? Yeah. But one thing I have found is that once you receive it for you, it's not just for you. And that's what I understood recently about scripture and like why they wrote it down. They needed to leave behind their knowledge and wisdom that they received. Otherwise it was pointless. It became very important for me recently to make sure that I do that. Beautiful. Beautiful. I talked about this in the first email with you guys when I was listening to your podcast and I'm driving in New York city on I forget what road I was on. I'm, I'm driving and I'm hearing you and I'm hearing you talk, forget who the guy was you were talking about, but there's something about star being something related mm-hmm. it that way. So I said to my guys, if this is what I'm meant to hear right now, and if this is true for me right now, send me a sign. And a truck that was in front of me moved away and there was Lincoln something. As soon as I said that, the truck moves and there's a sign that says Lincoln something. It didn't end there. All of this, this is like a stretch of like 12 miles that I'm on before I have to take the exit for the Brooklyn Bridge. All of a sudden I'm on, there's the Brooklyn Bridge. And I'm like, crap, I gotta get off. What the hell happened to the last 10 miles? I went through some (laughs) sort of time warp. Whoa, yeah. So I said, I gotta gotta contact these guys. And here we are months later, because you're like, we don't have an appointment. We don't have any sessions available till May. And I'm like, (laughs) there's a reason for everything. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) There's a reason for everything. I didn't stress over you had that many miles to wait. Just put it in my You know what's so funny is, is that that's how Shanna and I knew to do Sense of Soul or SOS, because the same thing like this truck comes by and it said uh, like SOS on it and then a song was talking about it and then I went to my hairdresser that day and she suggested some shampoo that was called SOS <laughs> there you go yeah. right when I was looking at your book your ebook that you have um can you tell actually tell our listeners about this book but it reminded me of sense of soul I connect, I connect when I was reading the description and reading about the book. I remember when I read Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, over 20 years ago. Remember, I'm a lot older than you guys, over 20 years ago. And I remember reading it. I, that's all I remember. I remember putting it down, putting it on my shelf. And I remember two years later, opening it up again and seeing all the sections that I had highlighted. This is before I became a medium two years prior. And I went, as I reread it, I went, Hey, 
that's what I've been doing. Hey, that's what I just said the other day. And I recognized at that moment, the vibration of words that even if you don't understand it at that time, something in you, something your soul is picking up the vibration of it and you will hear it at some point. So I don't know, I grew up, my daughter's 31. So I grew up in this technology age. So every time I said a quote during a reading, I thought, oh, spirit, that was a good one. I would put it down. And I had a document filled with beautiful quotes from spirit. And somebody said, I don't know why you're not making that a book. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm not making that a book. So I made it into a book. It's all quotes from spirit that I heard through meditation, through a reading or through a dream or that I just had downloaded into my mind. And they're said in, they're not quotes that you haven't heard before, but they're said in a different way so that vibrationally you pick them up. Mm, yeah. And then the name of the book is The Universe Wants You to Remember Inspiration and Intention from the World of Spirit. The universe doesn't want you to know it. They want you to remember what you already know. And it seems, Mandy, that that's what you're up against right now. How yeah. can I know it if this sucks? How could I know all that, but this still sucks? How could I know all that, but this is still happening? Been there. Been there, yeah. done that. You know, it's interesting, though, because I'm, I'm welcoming this, this place I'm at because I know it's just another stage of evolving or another stage of rebirthing. So before I would have resistance. And now I'm like in a place of acceptance. So it feels different. Yes. Yes. And yeah. our, I do this thing every year, the statement for the year, and this was, and it always comes from spirit about November of the year previous. So this year's is stepping confidently into presence. Mm -hmm. So Mandy, you just explained that. Are you confident? Now you just pick up that confidence, that clarity, yeah. that continuity, yeah. my three C's. You pick up that because the work you've already done all the work. You don't need to say, why is this happening again? I've already done this again. It's happening again because that's what putting your practice into purpose means. So everything I see it in your face right now, Mandy, it just lit up. <laughs> it, it feels like everything. Cause I still have shit that happens all the time, yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I watch it because of this space in my mind. I watch it from a higher, I see it behind me. And I'm like, huh, how come I'm not reacting to that anymore? And I'm like, oh, well, okay. guess I don't need to. And I shake it off and there I go. Yeah. And yeah. it happened a week or so ago. And that night after it happened, I tried to bring in that emotion, that reaction that I normally have gotten. I tried to bring it in. I worked really hard at, <laughs> let, me, let me upset myself. Let me bring in more because this good feeling can't be possible. I have, wow. to have that feeling. Is that is that what it feels like moving into the crone? Because that's what I feel lately. I feel, you know, I have a lot more space to react to everything. And a lot of times my reaction is this, Ugh, that earthly shit. I, I mean, all right, we'll deal with the earthly stuff right now. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> when you're moving into the crone and you have less estrogen, less emotions running your life. You're not being led by your emotions. You have to more or less connect with them. You have to, you have to invite them for tea, which is Isn't that interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've done the therapy for years and years and years. I 
tried and I've tried and I've tried. Now I practice. I bring mm-hmm. those souls in. I'm like, come on. I bring the emotion in. Come on. The other day I saw something and I said, come on in. I had anger. I'm like, okay, I've got anger again. Well, why don't you come over here, anger? I saw yeah. it as outside myself this time, not in myself. I said, come on over. Yeah. What, are, what are you so mad at? Put my arm around it. Just said, I yeah. love you. I love you. I have to love you. So I have to be careful with old paradigm words because if I use old paradigm words, I'm holding that vibration of the mm-hmm. old paradigm. Uh, I love that. And I love that about your book because you're right. If you just take a word, carries such a different vibration when you, when you move things around or you ha- just change the perspective of it. Yeah. I'm going to ask you to write this down. You have a pen and a paper right there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to ask you to write this word down and break it down. Okay. This is one of my challenges. My challenge, my lifetime being in my family is mm-hmm. about being excluded, being excluded. And I want you to write down right now, alone okay, and aloneness and break that down. And when I did this and I figured out what that word really was, I was no longer alone. Ah, wow. You get it? Right. It means you're one with everything. Oh my God. All one and all oneness. Wow. That's beautiful, Donna. I just got goosebumps for the first time during this whole hour. I feel like I forgot. That was so many years ago. I forgot. That's beautiful. That was good. So words are here. We have invented words. We did as humans. That was us. But the only word we knew coming in this goes back to our star being days. The only word and emotion we knew was love. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to add one more thing here that you guys talk about anachronisms. And I didn't even know sense of soul. I didn't know you called it SOS, but I love that. I was speaking with a woman the other day and one of her guides, a group of guides, there were these powerful figures and they were called, oh, the guardians of death, I want to say. I resisted telling her that this is their name. This is what they're telling me. So I tell her that and she's like, oh yeah, that's cool. And I'm like, and she's excited about it. And I'm like, in my head thinking, she's excited about the guardians of that. Because <laughs> I'm expecting, right? I'm expecting feedback here. Yeah. Then I went, and then in my head, I hear, because I do anacronyms for everything now, especially with spirit. What is that anacronym? Guardians of death. It's G-O-D. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I knew that. And I'm like, you knew that before I knew it. <laughs> I love this so, stuff. So I had a dream a few weeks ago and it was after I did this very intense, like binarial beat kind of meditation uh, with a Rasha, actually. I don't know if you're familiar, but I'm in this like college in the stream. I'm, I'm in like an auditorium kind of like college classroom and there's people around me and, and I can see colors and I actually specifically remember stripes on one girl's shirt, but there's not really a teacher. There's just this voice. And you know, this is all I remember. I wish to God I remembered more, but I wake up in the middle of the night and this is my, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm on break. And I was like, what? I'm on break. Why? Okay. So then I go back to sleep and I go back into this place and shit you not. I woke up again for the second time and I was on break. And at, at one point I was so confused. I'm like, so which is reality? And I was like, wait a minute. 
And my brain almost hurt. You could tell like I had literally was on break. I actually was confused. I'm like, is this a future school? Is this happening simultaneously right now with my soul? Some, you know, I, I was like, wow, I wish I would know what I was, but I think I do. I think my brain doesn't really know, but yep. I'm sure my soul has been preparing for it. It's an amazing dream, amazing dream. And that you recognized it. You caught that moment because they're going to sit in your dreams because it's the only time most of us are quiet. Most of us shut up. Yeah. And Shannon, you said it, you said, I already know. So your message is to come to that conclusion that I don't have to say, I wish I remembered. I've been that way a lot lately. Like something else came through the other day. And I was like, no, I understand this. And, and you know what? I didn't spend any time going further to research or figure it out. I just so trusted that it was. And that, yeah. that's what it was. You know, I'm like, yes, that's what it is. Even though it's really crazy, many people won't be able to understand that. But that is exactly what that is. That's exactly what it was. And that's six dimensional. Good. That's the sixth okay. dimension where you don't even turn around. The other day I texted Shanna and said, I just feel like I don't need to go down rabbit holes anymore. Because last year was my rabbit hole year. And I'm talking like, I felt like I missed half my life. I I missed a whole year of my daughter's life because I was so deep down in rabbit holes that I couldn't even put down like a book or my phone or shut my brain off. I was not present, even though I'm sitting here talking about on this podcast to be present. I was present, but I was present in like another dimension. (laughs) So like this year, it's like, I received something, I get it. It's done. There's no rabbit hole. I just know, I know. And it's, that's it. But it almost feels uncomfortable for me because it's like, wait, you're not doing the research you got, but that's a, that's a worldly condition, right? Yeah. Your conditioning. I don't need the validation, but I feel like I should get the validation because the world tells me I have to validate everything that I think, but that is my condition. Yep. I like to say I don't use validation anymore because that's old. You're just getting affirmed. It's just Mm -hmm. affirmation at this point. It's just Mm -hmm. affirmation. Thank you. And then you're like, don't even need that. I hardly ask for signs anymore from spirit because I know they're right there. I don't have any doubt they're right there. They're my closest friends right now because they're always with me because they're me. Donna, Mm -hmm. I absolutely love and want our listeners to hear this how you are so careful with what kind of words you choose to say or use. You've done that throughout this entire podcast. You're like, I don't want to use this word. I don't want to use this. That is, first of all, shows how mindful you are, how aware you are, and how you know, like Shanna and I, how powerful words can be. Because I'm a huge word person. I went down that rabbit hole like a year and a half ago. (laughs) You are great at it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So where can our listeners learn more about you? My podcast is called Linking to the Afterlife, and it is available everywhere, just as we all are now. I'm amazed at how far this reaches. And I have a Linktree account, Donna Boyle Medium. And I'm sure at this point, if you Googled Donna Boyle Medium, everything would show up. I have all social media, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Everything is out there. I make a point of being very out there. You know, I, I just have to ask you, and I, I hope you don't take offense to this, but how does a six-year-old TikTok and I'm 46 and I don't even know how to freaking figure it out. <laughs> That's very interesting how that my daughter has been my 
without even knowing my guide and pushing me. So yeah. about, about uh, seven or eight months ago, even longer, maybe she said, yeah. you should go on TikTok mom. And I, mom, and I, I don't, I never liked I it. Don't I, it. I, I don't get it. I didn't like the vibration of it. I like nothing about it. And she said, no, there are a lot of people that you just go, go look at TikTok. I said, okay. I said, I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. Isn't that enough? She goes, yeah. you need to go look at TikTok. So I did. And within a week I was on. Good TikTok. for you because I cannot figure it out. <laughs> And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. The load that we all carry, the heaviness of that load is now being removed. May you all feel the lightness now. Wow. Well, I have two new friends now. I don't usually see things, but when you were giving that message to our listeners, I, I could see this huge load on my back Mm. like it was huge Mm. just letting it dissipate so thank you for that message oh beautiful practice it's practice we don't usually so old paradigm trying old paradigm I don't usually I practice my purpose and I love the practice the purpose and the new paradigm I love the paradigm that you brought it's a choice. You can stay in the old one or you can evolve into the new one. So thank you for that. It, it, the new one is not going anywhere. The old yeah. one is leaving. The new one is not going anywhere. No matter what you do, no matter how many people choose not to use new paradigm or step into it. Remember, mm-hmm. just remember you're not alone because we're all one. But you are such a wise, beautiful crone. That I I absolutely look up to, and I'm going into my grown phase. So it's like I see the potential of having that space that you have to find your words and to make choices. I really look up to that, and I'm excited to move into that when I see someone amazing like you. Thank you, and hope you don't have to wait as long as I waited. Stop waiting because it's already here. Everything. Oh yeah, I've got the hot flash right here, girl. right now currently (laughs) thank you so much i I, my soul needed this so badly today thank you for uh raising my vibration with your wisdom and your love i feel it thank you guys lovely to meet both of you Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.